0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com
1: slash recommend today. Uh, Draymond Green podcast, and um, a lot was covered. And uh, we'll we'll pop through on some of what we feel are the most important ones. And this one was real interesting. Uh, take a listen to Draymond talking about failing the organization.
2: Joe Lacob made a commitment to me this past summer for the next four years. And the conversations that we've had and leading up to that, I fell miserably. And I apologize for that. The Golden State Warriors organization, I always say, like, that's my baby. Steph, Clay, Steve, Bob. We've been there from the beginning of what you know the Warriors as today. And, um... I failed them miserably.
3: This grabbed you. It grabbed me, Mark. I mean, listen to the way he's talking. This is not the Draymond Green that we've ever heard. He talked about I, I wronged them and I'm sorry. And I, just the way he speaks. And, and there was none of the the usual the Draymond Green comments about a sorry butt or this is the way I am and this is what fuels me and I'm not gonna change. The defiance. I'm hearing a tone from Draymond Green that is, it's truly reflective. And I do think that it's apologetic to the right people. He doesn't have to apologize to me, you, the fans, anybody. But I do think that he feels like he needs to apologize to the organization, his teammates, his coaches, the front office. I think that he's gotten to a point where he realizes that things have to change and he's setting about
1: to change. Um, it's interesting. I can feel. You know, I, and I feel like this is part of our job. Can feel how some of the audience feels. Because just feel you. No, for sure. And I'm, I'm and, normally like and I know, at the front of that I know, line. And some of you are like, this is such BS. And you don't want to hear a damn word this man has to say. And I'll be honest with you. I think that's super sad. I'm not even telling you you're wrong. You can listen to whoever you want. You can think he is full of bleep. But I think it's really sad. And this is what Steve Kerr was probably talking about when he spoke to Draymond about finishing his career the right way. Like, to be at the end of this dynasty, if this is the end, if it's already been the end, if the end is near, whatever you want to think or call it, to be here and literally look at one of the key players and think, I don't even want to listen to you anymore, let alone watch you. I don't even want to hear what you have to say. There is too much of that for my taste. I am not sitting here banging my hand on a table telling you that the dynasty is still alive and that Steph, Clay, and Dre never have to touch their wallets in this town and they can do no wrong. I'm not saying that. What I am saying is to be in this moment in 2023 when this percentage of you literally dislikes Draymond Green... Wants Steve Kerr gone, indifferent about Klay Thompson, and tolerant of the end of Steph's career. The fact that that's the vibe for some of you, I think it's a damn tragedy.
3: Well, you can all fan the way you want to fan. Sure. And you're able to feel how you want to feel. Yeah. And I'll just take the the first piece of that, which is Draymond Green. And I've been on the record for really the entirety of his career saying that his theatrics, his histrionics, his behavior in many ways, his defiance, it turns my stomach and it makes me not want to be a fan of him and it makes it harder for me to be a fan of the team. So I went into today listening to the podcast and I'm only halfway through and I'm not imagining that the second half turns where he does a heel turn (laughs) in his own pod. I would imagine the second half is much like the first, but Lucas shared it, our producer, shared the podcast link with me, and I don't listen to his podcast because I don't generally like his tone or his commentary and all the things he says. It just reaffirms what I feel about Draymond in general. But this one hit differently to me, and I, I had my mind open, and I try to have an open mind with all this. I'm not going to just automatically discount a guy. If he's really going to be... You know, turning over a new leaf and be contrite and apologetic and all the rest of it, I'm open to it because that's how I want to live my life. If you can't have forgiveness exist in your mind and in your heart, and I don't know Draymond, and Draymond doesn't know me, and he doesn't give a crap about me, I'm sure, and I don't really care about him as a person. I don't know the man. I want him to be a good warrior, and I want him to to play well, and I want the team to win, and that's about the extent of it. And so for him to maybe go about enacting change in his own life I think that will help him be a better player it'll help them be a better team so to that extent I'm here for it and I'm open to the idea that maybe he has it in him to change and so hearing the words normally I'm with Team BS like listen to this guy but this one hit a little different Mark well, um, And I'm, I, I'm stunned to hear myself say it because yeah. you know me. I'm stunned to hear you, know you me, say Mark. it. You know me, Mark. I'm down for cynicism. I love sarcasm. <laughs> and I'm not one to always be to be here for the let's give him another chance modality. Mm-hmm. But this one today hit differently for me. Um, Maybe I'm getting soft in my old age, Mark.
1: Yeah, look at you in 2024. I'm blaming you. Um, you're softening me up a little bit. You're welcome. <laughs> Thanks. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Cats. Took a while. Years. Um Thanks. There's more for you to hear from Draymond Green. He addressed Kevin Durant, who said that this was not the Draymond that he knows and Draymond needs help. We'll let you hear that here in just a sec, but we do want to mix in some calls. Uh hey Kirk in Los Altos. What's up, Kirk? You don't want Wilder and Dibbs? You're
4: welcome.
1: <laughs> Kirk, are you yeah. there? Yeah. Oh, yeah, God. Kirk. You know what I hear? I hear Willard and Dibbs. Yeah, sounding good. Yeah. So I know Kirk's listening to us. Appreciate it. Almost too intently. Yeah. Um, okay. How do I put him back on hold? Let's put Kirk back on hold so we can go to Suzette. There you go. Thank you. Nope. Still on. Come on, Lucas. There you go. Out of babe. Suzette in Pittsburgh. Hi, Suzette. What are you doing?
4: Hi. I'm going to try to be quick, because a lot of stuff you guys touched on. I'm a CYO director in Pittsburgh, so I felt all that you guys were talking about. Um, Then I I just want to say about the Draymond thing really quick, since you guys opened that can. I have a son with mental health issues, and he's 22, and I'm hoping that he turns a corner. I'm never going to think that he can't change, as long as he's trying. So if Draymond's trying, I'll try with Draymond. If Draymond's not trying and taking responsibility, I can't go with him. But the trade stuff, this is what I don't get about Warrior fans. We're so unrealistic. Why are you trading young pieces away to get something back that's not going to put you over the hop to get the chip? Because that's the only reason you do it at this point, to dump salaries or to get the chip around your three stars that are still there. You're not getting a Durant. You're not getting a Tatum. You're not getting a, a Joel Embiid. I think it's so unrealistic. So you train all these unique players, and then when your stars move out, you're rebuilding from the ground up. It makes no sense to me.
1: Suzanne, can I answer that? Okay, picture this. It's
5: Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it.
1: Dumping salaries. And I hate to say it because fans hate this stuff, but that's absolutely a part of this. It's absolutely a part of this. The Warriors have spent untold dollars to win. And if they're not going to win, then I believe they've got every right to start to attempt to reset their books. And it's exactly what they were doing when they traded Jordan Poole. Like, in my opinion, that was the bigger part they did a wonderful job of going Chris Paul maturity connectivity no expiring that's the word expiring so that is part of it but the other part of it Suzette because I buy your point in a grander sense if I felt like any of the young players were truly future dynamos do you believe that
4: no, I don't believe that. Well,
1: then what? you don't then you don't have to worry about it. You don't have, like then they're quite frankly they're I don't want to call them worthless. That sounds awful. But do you get what I'm saying? Like it's not that big a deal then to trade a young player 3 years before he becomes a key piece if you don't ever think he's really going to become a key piece.
4: But what are you getting back? What what is the purpose? Like you said, unless a salary dump. Okay, fine. A Wiggins or something. But what are, you, what are you getting back so you can make the playoffs? I mean, cause if that's your goal, then go ahead. But you're you're not getting a chip with anything you get back, even with those three staples there.
1: I agree. You're getting flexibility.
3: Yeah, and you're probably not getting a chip either. Either way, either so, way, exactly. And Suzanne, I guess thank thanks is that the thinking is if you get in the playoffs, you've got a chance to go on a run with a championship pedigree. So if you do get a piece in, if it's Siakam for whoever fill in the blank couple of youngsters and a veteran contract going out you feel like you make it into the eight or the seven seed and you've got a better team that's more ready to win now as opposed to what you currently have by the
1: way let me let me let me say this this according to the people that we're talking to and and Suzette this is key for you to know the Warriors do not want to trade Jonathan Kaminga they don't want to they may feel like they have to and, and you, when you say, but why, why would they have to? Well, here's, here's the conundrum. The conundrum is, is you do have this big three sitting here where at times and in ways, some of them are still playing well. Steph is still Steph. Clay Thompson's been playing well lately and Draymond plays well when he plays. He just doesn't play very much. But what's about to happen with him? Dibs believes he's a changed man. If Dibs believes that, then everybody should believe that. Because you're the last person on earth I would have thought that believes that.
3: Yeah, I'm, so, st- I'm stunned to hear myself say it. But let's see it.
1: Like, let, let, let's see it. You can hear in all of their voices. I don't think they're trading any of these big three. So why would you turn Kaminga into Siakam? Well, A, maybe you do think that you can, as you put it, go on a playoff run. Title run, maybe not. Playoff run, yes. Is there value there? Yes. And... The other cool thing is is if it doesn't work, poof, it resets the books right, to right. a certain degree. So if there's no Paul and there's no Siakam and there's no Clay contractually at the end of the year, you're starting the rebooting process. And so all of that is uncomfortable. Nobody cares about that. All you want to do is see wins. But it does feel a little bit, I don't want to say damned if you do, damned if you don't, but I'm with you. They're not winning a a championship this year, no matter whether they trade Kaminga or not, and you don't get to contend every year. No. Like that, Suzette, where I think you had your best point, where you said Warrior fans are so unrealistic. We're going to have to take a few years where the bar lowers.
3: Well, the bar can lower, but the lowering of the bar can be last year, for example. That was a lowering of the bar where you needed a seminal performance from the chef, in order to squeak by Sacramento, and then you lost to the Lakers in six. That was a lowering of the bar. You only won one series, and for the first time ever, you lost a Western Conference uh, postseason series. That had never happened before with this core. So that is a lowering of the bar. To me, I'm not ready for the bar to be lowered to the point where you're the 11th seed and you can't even make it in the play-in game, and then you go in the lottery where you pretty much lose your first round pick unless you land in the top 4 which is very unlikely so this season turns out to be a big nothing burger other than a wasted year for the core 3
1: um 889579570 um uh, here's what Draymond said about uh, about Kevin Durant Durant said he needs help Draymond needs help here's Draymond's response
2: He's acknowledging essentially what I want the world to know about me and then he spoke about help and I'm like, how are he gonna say I need help? And when I went back through it with another lens, I was like, maybe you shouldn't hear help so negatively. Maybe you're listening to the word help with the same mindset that the word help meant when you were 15 years old. So maybe you shouldn't hear that negatively, so negatively. And maybe he's not saying that as negatively as you're taking it. And even if he was, I made a decision in that moment that I wasn't going to take it that way. For me, it was a very proud moment for me because I said, you're ready for growth.
3: I mean, who is this guy? And what have you done with Draymond Green? And Just hearing that, you know, where he talks about what he would normally do, he would take it negatively. And by taking it negatively, it would be, F you, I need help. You need help. I'll show you help. H-E-L-P. I got your H-E-L-P right here. And instead, it's he takes a step back and realizes what help means. Because when he was 15 in Saginaw, there was no help. And now he's got these resources. And you know what? Maybe he does need help. And he's open to getting the help. And he realizes that by getting this help, he can have this career continue. Three years and $100 million or $88.5 million left. And then you can go on and rehabilitate your image and Your podcast got extended and your TNT deal is still there on the table. If this thing continues to go south and you get banned for life, maybe the TNT thing goes away and maybe you lose out on $88.5 million. There is motivation for him to get that help.
1: Um, I tell you what, it's all a perspective. Everything is a choice. And so that's what, like, listening to you talk about that, listening to him talk about this, that's kind of what stands out, right? He's like, no, I'm going to make a choice here. I'm going to choose how to take that. I'm going to choose how to process it. And we all get to do that. I try to do that with the opinions that we share when we look at this. You heard me do it with Steve Kerr last week, and a lot of listeners thought I was being way too, oh, God, we let him off the hook. You didn't hold his feet to the fire. Oh, okay. So when I look at Steve Kerr and I go, yeah, there's some lineup decisions that he's made incorrectly. No doubt. No doubt. So put your pitchforks down. He has made some incorrect decisions, but he's a four-time champion, and I am going to choose to also try to look at this through his lens. Just try and acknowledge what he's balancing this year. Klay Thompson's poor start. Andrew Wiggins still a complete mystery. Kaminga and Moody over there chirping. Injuries to key players, and then the so-called heartbeat of his team suspended again. And we act like, oh, just make the right choice every time, Steve, you idiot. Why aren't you putting the right people in the game? Why aren't you knowing who's about to make a shot and who's about to miss? Why don't you acknowledge it? And then, by the way, what did Steve do over the weekend? what did he do? Does anybody want to raise their hand and acknowledge what Steve did? He listened to Kaminga, and he put him in there for 36 minutes. Hey, the over. And he scored 11 points against the Pistons. And then... What do we do on Sunday? All right, Kaminga and Wiggins. Y'all want to start? Here you go. How we doing? They
3: were a minus 12 in the opening six minutes, Mark. So, like, stand
1: up and acknowledge that it's not that easy.
3: Well, he's searching, and he said it on our show is. each and every week. He's
1: searching because his players are disappointing.
3: Well, the whole team is disappointing. Yeah,
1: it's not always on Steve for not putting the right people in the game. Sometimes they're not the right people because they're not playing the way they should play. He should have pulled Steph
3: uh, last night.
1: <laughs> 2 of 14,
3: 0 <laughs> of 9 from 3. you going to let that guy keep shooting?
1: Yeah. Come on, Steve. I hope he's on the bench Wednesday. Should have been know. a quick hook for Curry. Well. Dude, another game when the, he didn't hit a 3. Game is starting at 5.30. Maybe they could just start Steph at 7. Right. Second half only, Steph.
3: That latest Steph Curry streak of made threes, not quite as long as the previous one, Mark. Yeah. <laughs> that one lasted about four games. Four games.
1: It's true. Two of the two of the games in the last like a hundred years where he hasn't hit a totally. three are both in the last week and a half.
5: <laughs> you could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai.